Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. Ryan, it's always great to have you back. Already tuning in. Uh, a Halloween special. How how crazy is this, guys? We've got a our first ever holiday episode of Running on Scuffs here on Halloween night. Uh, let's go ahead, and we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a crazy weekend of racing to un, to go through. We have another crazy championship weekend of racing to get to and we have a special guest tonight so let's go ahead and get some introductions going starting off with our our witchy producer uh peyton how you doing tonight ma'am it doesn't matter how i'm doing have you guys seen logan i yeah logan is doing uh, he he kind of looks like a clown to be honest like, well you know some would say i am the class clown around this joint and i'm damn proud to be it uh, like, there's just nobody but nobody nobody wiser nobody funnier than yours truly and and peter i'm so sorry i know that you had to break out your broom because um you know blaney broke out the uh the choke it's it happens it's the way it goes he gave it all he had second place that's tough but go ahead and ring that bell peter how you feeling how you feeling you got you got Mr. Good Looking is not good looking enough to hoist that championship. It's like Thor's hammer or something. How you feeling? Let me know when uh, old Eric Stinky Jones makes it to the playoffs. <laughs> First of all, don't besmirch the good damn name of Eric Jones. Let's not do that, all right? Let's, let's not do that. And for all we know, well, he smells delightful. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, it seems as though the power couple have, uh, have a few uh, – things to get off their chest this weekend but we're going to to hold off on that for a little bit zach it's been a tough weekend for you how are you doing tonight buddy uh no more fitting holiday than to relive what happened to me yesterday uh denny hamlin and i on an island of our own uh, in solidarity uh, here let me mute myself (laughs) go ahead zach (laughs) Yeah, just, uh, you know, hopefully Ross Chastain doesn't come and knock down my wall. Well, you know, you never know. We've got, uh, you know, he makes moves that people never thought would be uh, would be able to be made. But it's great to have everybody here uh, on our show tonight. But we're not just, we're not quite done with our introductions because we have a special guest joining us this evening for our show tonight. You guys may have heard of her. She is the host of Above the Yellow Line, a part of uh, the TobyChristie.com. And uh, her face is actually going to be on a race car this weekend, in case you guys didn't know that. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, allow us to introduce the host of Above the Yellow Line, Taylor Kitchen. Hey, what's up? Hi. (laughs) Taylor, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. Glad to have you with us. It's going to be a wild ride. I hope you're ready for it. Oh, gosh. I think I am. I think so. I've, I've had you two debate before. We've had debates with you. I don't know about you and Logan, though. So we'll, we'll have to see. I've heard, I've heard it gets rough. I heard it gets a little rough. So we're ready. Just, just a little bit. You know, we, uh, we, try, to, we try to keep it a little tame for, for people, but sometimes these two tend to go off the rails. So we'll see about uh, tonight. I don't think it's a full moon tonight so maybe we'll be able to hold them in check but lady and gentlemen we've got a crazy weekend of racing to to get through 
Uh, <laughs> Ryan with the comment, steer clear of Logan. Yeah, already warning. Uh, Logan, you're, what are your thoughts? He's already she's already being warned about you. Well, I got my reputation may precede me, but I don't bite unless you're into that sort of thing, and it is Halloween after all, so God knows. Uh, so God knows what may happen, but, but let me just... Let me just say, don't believe the hype, especially from Ryan. God, Ryan, go away, damn it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, don't go away. We need the views. We need the viewership. Uh, that's that's fair, why that's we're fair. here. That's fair. Sorry, my hatred got the best of me. <laughs> well, you are Pennywise. At the, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you look all cute and cuddly, and then you bite someone's arm off. So I'm the fat boy that Pennywise was talking about. <laughs> that's how that goes. Oh. Uh, Already off to a crazy start tonight. Well, all right. We've got a – let's go ahead and get into this. We've got a crazy weekend of racing, and we only had two races. We didn't even have all three series at Martinsville this past weekend, but certainly no lack of, uh, of action on track. Uh, so, Peyton, why don't you go ahead and hit us with a race review, and we'll get into that. I love the old school style there. We should have come up with uh, Halloween themes of our uh, of our segment things. That might have been a little too much on Peyton. If we get that. Uh, just keep replaying Ty Gibbs, and that is scary oh, enough. Nothing spookier than that. But but next year, Justin, we're gonna have something to shoot for. Hey, we're we're always looking to get better. Uh, we're going to uh, get on with. Uh, well, I guess we'll start with the Xfinity race. Uh, championship four implications on the line. Brandon Jones started on the pole. And uh, really was able, kind of up there towards the front most of the day. Had a shot at getting a win uh, and advancing to the to the championship four, and uh, wasn't able to get it done. Why was that again, Zach? Man, Ty Gibbs. Let me. You know, I I commend Ty Gibbs for wanting to win. Uh, I mean, a hundred percent for sure. Uh, 100% effort, 0% brain, and negative uh, 100% teammate. Let me tell you, if Ty Gibbs and I were stuck on an island, he would for sure send me off out into the ocean, cut me up into pieces, and feed me to the sharks because that's who he is. But it's okay because according to Ty Gibbs, Jesus also did it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, certainly uh, Yeah, certainly uh, a bit of an interesting comment from Ty Gibbs afterwards. Um, He certainly didn't seem to have any remorse for the move he made there. Zach, you and I both have have drivers that unofficially uh, are going to be teammates with Ty Gibbs next next year. So how do you feel knowing that, you know, Ty Gibbs might be in the 18 car? Duck and cover, hide your bumpers. Uh, I mean, we are... Y'all remember that skit when that dude's like, hide your wife, hide your kids, because they, you know, doing everybody out here. Hide yourselves, hide your seatbelts, hide your cars, because Ty Gibbs is wrecking everybody. And, you know, as long as his last name is Gibbs, he's going to get away with it as far as Joe is concerned, it seems like. Which is even more alarming. I mean, uh, good Lord knows what he is going to be capable of next year when he finds out these next-gen cars apparently do not wreck do not wreck the same way that the Xfinity cars do. Yeah, that's that's true. We we hope we don't see any any kind of craziness with the next gen car unless they can get I mean, we don't want to put any drivers in danger anyway, but especially with the safety concerns of this car. Um but yeah, so that was interesting. Nonetheless, Ty Gibbs went on to win the Martinsville race. Um 
the other drivers uh, that join Ty Gibbs in the championship for Josh Berry, who was able to win his way in at Las Vegas, Noah Gregson with a win at Homestead, and Justin Allgaier. So now three junior motorsports drivers uh, joining Ty Gibbs in Phoenix for the championship race. Uh, Taylor, I want to get your thoughts on the the Martinsville Xfinity race, the Ty Gibbs move. What were your thoughts after that race? Oh, I've made it known yeah. I'm not a fan. I I just don't know where Ty Gibbs, where his head is at sometimes. I, I mean, he has immense talent. Don't get me wrong. He has immense talent. He's going places, I understand. But that doesn't give you a right to run people like crap every single weekend. I mean, he's made some strides, and then he goes right back to square one. I think... As you mentioned, he's going to cup, presumably, I guess, words um, next year. I, I feel like somebody's going to put him in his place real fast, and I hope that's the case because we don't want him hurting anybody, as you said. Um, also, there's a line of respect that has to be had, and he hasn't earned that yet. And he certainly has lost that, in my opinion, for me and for a lot of fans out there. I um, hate it for Brandon Jones. Um, I did think this through for Ty Gibbs' sake, at least, just – uh, something that might have been going through his head, one trophy hunting. We talked about this, or you mentioned it, you know, wanting to go for a win. Another thing is if there are three junior motorsports guys versus one Joe Gibbs guy, that means that their resources are split. Their time is split, trying to get them the best things possible during the week. For Ty Gibbs, it is simply him and only him at Joe Gibbs Racing getting all the attention to get that best car possible for Phoenix. If Brandon Jones was in, they'd be splitting those resources. So obviously in the moment, I do not think that was going through his head at all. Maybe it was, but that's another thing in defense of Ty Gibbs, but I'm, I'm not a fan of it. And uh, they said they deal with it internally. I don't know how much more of that they can do until something actually happens uh, to get Ty Gibbs in the right direction, but not a fan, not a fan. Yeah. NASCAR did come away afterwards and say that they were not going to pursue any sort of penalty uh, mm -hmm. for, for Ty Gibbs with that scenario. So um, both uh, Joe Gibbs and Coy Gibbs, uh, his father and uh, and team president, as well as Joe Gibbs, the owner and grandfather, uh, did express their displeasure of his move. Um, I, I got to ask you though, Logan, about the the personality. What does this do for Ty Gibbs? I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of fitting that he's going to take over the eighteen, right? Like. <laughs> well, you see, it, it makes sense. I can continue to to uh, have a passion against the 18 i was i was beginning to wonder there if i was going to be okay with that car but if i'm being fair if i'm being objective and that's hard for me to do some days but to some extent look every every sport needs a heel right every we need a we need a we need a bad guy we need someone to root for and let's be honest let's be fair um uh, kyle bush has suddenly behaved himself he might be broken uh, i don't know uh lately he's been almost downright chipper during the arguably the worst season of his career. So maybe the torch is being passed. Some have said Noah Gregson, but Ty Gibbs has said, hold my juice box and let's eat. <laughs> because, um, no, I don't understand, especially, and then he took it at an extra step level by bringing in our Lord and Savior, and I don't I mean Jesus. Can't even with uh, that. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was stunning. The only thing I'll say again objectively is – it gets people talking, and the whole sport needs that, and certainly the Xfinity Series needs that. So I don't like the move. I don't condone the actions. But it says something that we're talking about it because how often are we paying attention to the Xfinity Series? Before this, it was Noah Gragson. But, uh, you know, names are made here is the quote-unquote slogan, but it's been a long time since we've seen this much personality, good and bad. So to be fair, uh, as much as I don't like it, 
it gives us something to talk about. Mm. Yeah, we I, I agree with you. Uh, David, thank you for, for being here uh, watching us. Uh, we appreciate all the uh, all the love and support from everybody watching. Uh, be sure to comment your thoughts. We'll be posting some of your comments on the show uh, and getting y'all's thoughts on on the action. Uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, Kyle Busch, uh, Logan, with uh, with Kyle Busch acting chipper. I think there are two drivers at uh, Joe Gibbs Racing for probably two separate reasons. Kyle Busch, of course, being that that he's leaving at the end of the season. But I think there's two drivers, the 18 and the 19, that are just ready for this season to be over. That I think both of them have pretty much expressed that they're just ready to get to the off season. Martin Truex Jr. is just ready to get out on a lake somewhere and go fishing. And and Kyle Busch is ready to get over to RCR, I think. Um, and that was proven by our cup race. Um, so we'll go ahead and get into our cup race uh, preview, uh, or review, shall I say. Um, we had a lot of if the Ty Gibbs scenario, if we thought it couldn't be topped by anything in the <laughs> Cup Series, um, all I'm gonna say is what did what did we just witness in the Cup race? I'm what seeing just... like okay, I heard some size, so I I need to know from Logan and Zach why the size, but we witnessed greatness in my opinion. I My think we, I, I think we know why Zach is sighing. <laughs> that, that, that whole sigh, that was all Zach, and it was enough for two people. Usually, <laughs> usually, I'm enough for two people, but that's how disheartened Zach is, and I and I understand your pain, but we'll get into it. Yeah, I, I just, I I instantly thought of of Mike Joy and DW. Have you ever? No, I mm -hmm. never. I wish I didn't. <laughs> I wish I didn't. This is not this is not it, folks. I, I need to stop before I just go off on the rails, but oh boy. Just a little longer, buddy. Just a little longer. We'll we'll bring hell, I promise you. Logan, you and I have you and I uh, have been league racing together for a while while sure. now. Uh, yeah. why have you never tried that? Why I mean Well look, well damn it, NASCAR Heat's got those invisible walls on Martinsville and you, you <laughs> spin every time. I mean every believe me, I've given it all I've got, Captain. Because I'm not getting by on pure pure talent with you. I'm trying everything <laughs> I can do. I'm trying to hack. I'm trying to rig whatever I can do. And unfortunately, those invisible walls of Martinsville get me every time. Well, I'm glad that I can be. A, I can show off my my greatness at something at least. Uh, it's, your, it's your humbleness I appreciate the most. Well, you know, beat me on beat me on track, and and we can uh, we can go with that later. I we're gave you a moment. I gave you ourselves. There's some guests. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it was a crazy race. I do want to mention Kyle Busch though, because, uh, Kyle Busch was riding around, like I, I say riding around, he was like five or six laps down before the end of stage one. I, I mean, um, Andrew McLeod, is that you? He was protesting <laughs> the company. He was protesting the company. Uh, I don't Taylor, <laughs> Taylor, for your sake, uh, since you're going to be, since your picture is going to be on the car. Uh, next weekend uh, in Phoenix. I hope that they show that they show some coverage for Kyle Busch simply for the fact that it is his last race in the 18 because I don't think his performance is going to get him there. Now, but. and I would have to say, I mean, it's such a shame that, and I mean, Samantha Bush has tweeted about this. Kyle has, everyone's tweeted about it under the sun, but he's done so much for Toyota, so much for Joe Gibbs, made them, you know, champions more than they were. I mean, 
he made that team and that manufacturer. It is a shame that they are giving him such crappy equipment and aren't really treating him like the champion he is as he's going out, in my opinion. I I hope they give him a great car for Phoenix. I hope he's able to finish on the lead lap at Phoenix. Um, but I, I, I just don't know where it went wrong. Uh, I, I don't know if he gave up, but obviously he hasn't because he's excited for the future. I think he has good things ahead at RCR, um, but it just it's going to be the end of an era. It's not going to be the same in the end of an era for Mars. Uh, so I'm going to miss that sponsor. Not going to lie uh, every single weekend. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Hopefully they give him a good car. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, definitely some rumors about who's going to be sponsoring. Uh, Kyle Busch kind of mm-hmm. flirted, flirted with a, uh, a sponsorship uh, with Sling. Mm-hmm. Uh, potentially on Twitter. That was kind of fun to watch. Uh, at the very least, he was able to get some money for his foundation out of it. Uh, Mama Seeger, she's watching. Uh, he did kind of look like he could have cared less about being out there. Uh, did my heart I, such joy? Such joy! <laughs> such joy! Look at him back there, just back-marking it. God, it was beautiful. And I will say with that sponsorship, though, um, that they talked about, uh, gotta give a shout out to Lefty, one of the best designers, in my opinion, of cars out there. Yeah. Um, designed like a prototype paint scheme with sling, and I'm like, all right, maybe we'll see that next year. So that was yeah. hopeful for Kyle Bush for 20. That was yeah. he, he got that out way too soon and looked way too good. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that's just Lefty, Noah Sweet. He's I, I am uh, Taylor, no, I am, I am not trying to break news, I do not know news, but that was incredibly quick and incredibly well done. Uh, I would not be surprised. If this is already a done deal and this is all promo, because uh, listen, uh, they specifically tagged Lefty in that that he did not like find the comment. They served, they tagged him, so I I, I kind of think he already did it. This is a done deal, and we're just gonna wait. And uh, you know, in the middle of December, in the middle of you know all of us hibernating away from the sport, we're gonna be like, ta da! Here's our sling car for next year. See if it rides the wall like Ross did. <laughs> I appreciate you transitioning into that, Zach. That was uh, aside from the uh, aside from Kyle Busch uh, running in the back, we did have uh, we did have a championship uh, four battle going on. Uh, before we get into this crazy move with Ross Chastain, because it was uh, this was overshadowed a lot because of the Chastain move. How about Christopher Bell being able to? He had to win. Two rounds in a row. Talk about clutch. He was able to to win at the Roval to get into the round of eight, and now he's able to win at Martinsville to get himself into the championship four. Uh, Logan, what about the the move by Christopher Bell getting into the final four? You talk about Big Bell energy. He's branding it. I mean, he's branding it. That's Mr. Walkoff. That's what we ought to call him because we want game seven moments. That's what NASCAR wants, right? That is game seven moments. We saw it at the Roval. Got it done again. And he said, uh, again, I'll say hold my juice box because he doesn't even look like he's shaving yet. Uh, because it, it's incredible. The kind of it completely got overshadowed by Ross Chastain going, you know what? I'm not breaking. But it's incredible the fact of because let's be honest, when we think Martinsville, no disrespect to C Bell, we don't think C Bell. I mean, we we it wasn't that long ago where we were beginning to wonder. The Seabell and the 20 kind of workers in another failed experiment because the 20 has been a bit of a revolving door since Matt Kenseth was impolitely shown the door at Gibbs. Uh, we were we were starting to wonder. And now all of a sudden he's found ice water in his veins and is a contender every single week. And he's in the championship four. And credit to you, Zach. You said, you said going to the final four. 
And I could have laughed you out of this whole podcast because I just I, I just didn't see it. But yeah, I mean he is he's got the you know th- this episode's called Clutch, right? It's that's serious clutch. At the end of the day, he can compete with anybody, and he's proved that on a big time level because he's overall he's overall competing with. I mean, we just talked about where Kyle Busch is at right now, and we, we talked about where Martin Truex is at right now, and we talk about Denny Hamlin. Those are three Hall of Famers, and right now he's outshining them all. So that's all you need. And when you put him when you put him against the ball, he knows how to come through and and come through cleanly at that. That's incredible, and it's good for the sport to, and it makes NASCAR look like geniuses because Game Seven moments are happening, and and like I said, C Bell is Mister Walkoff. You know, and one thing that I think you know a lot of people, you know, we we get lost in the in the Chastain incident. The Chastain moves, if Christopher Bell or Chase Briscoe, because they were up there, or or Blaney or Byron, if one of those drivers wasn't in the lead, the Chastain moves makes no difference. I mean, yeah, it's a cool move, and it you know it'd be fun for the highlight reel. But it was Christopher Bell being in the lead that made the Chastain move really is what made it happen because Chastain could have finished tenth if uh, if a non playoff driver or a or a already win you know winning playoff driver were to have won that race. It was you know so Christopher Bell uh, inadvertently kind of created the Chastain move, which we're about to talk about. Um, Zach, I'm going to let you think about it here for a little bit because I don't want you to say anything that I'm going to have to go and, and cut out of this podcast. Um, there, there's nothing you're going to have to edit or cut out. I am content enough. Listen, for those of us that don't appreciate the move or love Denny Hamlin, which is myself and Denny Hamlin probably, listen, it is the ultimate respect move by Ross Chastain. Denny Hamlin was so good, so great all day Sunday in Martinsville that Ross Chastain had to do it. There is no other option for him because Denny shut every other door than the absolute thing we've never seen before. And that that should be commended for. Denny Hamlin played a part in that move working too. And that is about as positive as I can speak for for Denny Hamlin. I pick on you a lot, Zach, but I, I told you, you know, I talked to you privately after the race yesterday, and I, I, I said Denny Hamlin did everything right. He did everything he needed to do. He won both stages, uh, and he was in the right position. He did exactly what he needed to do. At the end of the day, I just don't think anybody saw that coming from Ross Chastain. Uh, Taylor, I want to get your thoughts on what did we just see from Ross Chastain and, and Trackhouse? I mean, in my opinion, it was greatness. Uh, I'm not the biggest Ross Chastain fan. I like him a lot, but I'm also kind of weary of him. But uh, I think nobody else would have thought of that but Ross. And to be fair to his credit, after the race, Denny Hamlin was pretty impressed by the move. He's like, that was kind of cool. Or like, that was fantastic. Even um, Kevin Harvick on Twitter said um, that was an epic moment. Um, other drivers, if you heard, I don't know, NASCAR on Twitter posted like the driver reaction comments, and a lot of them were pretty stunned. We also heard drivers that were like, this is an embarrassment, yada, yada, yada. I understand it. But in my opinion, I thought that was fantastic. It's fantastic press for the sport as well. I mean, the video that NASCAR posted has over like 7 million views. Um, all sports outlets are talking about it. It's made mainstream media, which is huge. Um Though I don't want to see this move happening every single race. I think that's the thing that NASCAR needs to be careful with. I do not think there needs to be like 
specific regulation for it necessarily, but gosh, it, it was so cool. And it's going to be something we watch next year, the year after that, the year after that, every highlight reel for the next like 50 years, 100 years, however long NASCAR's around, we're going to be watching it. So kudos to Ross Chastain, Trackhouse, for getting into the championship fight against three powerhouse teams. Uh, it's pretty cool. So congrats to them. Yeah, that was it was a pretty cool move to watch. Uh, joining uh, Chastain in the uh, championship four as, of course, Christopher Bell uh, winning at Martinsville, Joey Logano with his win at Vegas, and, of course, uh, Chase Elliott, the regular season champion, uh, all going to Phoenix to fight for a championship. We're going to be getting into our championship picks a little bit later in the show. Uh, so I hope you guys are ready for that. We're going to have a fun championship pick segment. Uh, but before we get into that, it is Halloween, and uh, it would be remiss if we didn't try to find something fun to do for Halloween. And, and uh, for everyone watching, uh, I asked everyone on the show tonight to pick a, a paint scheme uh, from NASCAR, whether it be current or from the past, uh, and to find a, a spooky scheme, if you will, uh, to show off for, for you here tonight. So uh, Peyton, uh, we've got a segment now called Spooky Schemes. I love the animation work right there. That's awesome. Um, we need the Halloween theme going on behind that. That's what that looked like right there. Big leg. Big leg. Yeah, we got we to gotta do that. Um, so in no particular order, uh, Peyton, I'm going to let you just uh, show off our, our favorite schemes. And uh, each of us will kind of give us just a short explanation as to why this is your favorite Halloween theme scheme. So Peyton, I'll let you decide. Oh, we're going to start with mine. Okay. Nice. Um, this is a, one of Elliot Sadler's old 38 uh, paint schemes. Elliot Sadler was one of my favorites uh, growing up. Uh, he was my favorite growing up. Uh, I always loved the Eminem Halloween schemes. They've continued that with Kyle Busch, but I've always enjoyed Elliot Sadler's. I love the glowing 38 on it, and I, I just thought that this one was so cool. And I actually, that's a picture of my die cast. Uh, uh, so, you know, that, that's a, uh, that's a picture of, uh, my die cast here that I actually have right here with me. Uh, I've had this for, gosh, I don't remember how many years now. Mama Seeger, if you're still watching, maybe you can remember when you guys bought that for me, but, uh, so yeah, that's my favorite spooky scheme. Peyton, who do you have next? Peyton? Which good job okay. you um, <laughs> yeah, we should have Jeopardy music. Taylor. Yeah. This is mine. Uh so I have like two favorite paint schemes, but this is the one that was most prevalent to me. My other one has to be like a Tony Stewart Peanuts Halloween um great pumpkin paint schemes. I just love that one. But this one because Kevin Harvick has had fire paint schemes all the time this year. They've all been great. Um from Bush Apple to anything else. Uh, like mobile one fantastic but this one especially this year stood out to me to be the best the colors are just beautiful uh love the the boosh font uh it's just it's it's classy it's creepy it's fun so that's my favorite very good pick very good pick oh that's good L logan uh, an old cory lajoy scheme Look, I'm all about stacking pennies. You guys are paying attention to, to the, you know, the, the big companies and the big sponsors. Let's give a little up to Corey LaJoy and frankly, RIP Go Fast Motorsports. They were, they were, uh, 
they, they were fantastic uh, in ease and root for. Corn of the Joy is the ultimate underdog. And look at look at this scheme. It's nice. It's simple. It's spooky. It doesn't do too much. It's not too crazy. I mean, it's not like someone's Pennywise on a podcast or something. <laughs> so I, I do. I, I just love the simplicity of it. Plus, I think Corn of the Joy is an easy guy to root for. I think we all pretty much agree on that. So I do. I love the simplicity of this, and uh, it's just it's just nice. It's it, it gets the job done, but it's not not too crazy, and it's just spooky enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great paint scheme pick, uh, Zach. You that leaves you. Yeah, I don't know if Peyton got a picture of mine, but I have my diecast. It is yes. The oh my god. 2019. Oh, I joined Logan in the sentiments of "Go fast, listen." There are two teams that I think of when I think of Halloween. It is Go Fast Racing, and it is DGM and the Xfinity Series, the 92, the 36. They ran all Halloween schemes, but there is nothing better than a classic Scooby-Doo, in my opinion. Um, the car it looks exactly like the Mystery Machine. The font of the 32 is a Mystery Machine font, Shaggy and Scooby on the hood. Um, I think it's perfect. Um, just absolutely, they nailed it. Um, and if I'm remembering this race properly, I believe Corey gave this one, this particular car, uh, a better ride than most gave that 32 car. Um, so kudos to that as well. It brings you back to that. That paint scheme brings me back to my childhood of watching Scooby-Doo back oh, yeah. in the day. Like, yeah, it was a tough one. Taylor mentioned it, you know, the peanuts ones, there's two with Tony Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have those as well, but I tell you, I don't know. I, I was a little more Scooby-Doo growing up, so that is why I am uh, sticking with old cousin Corey. Look, I'm still trying to figure out how to make a sandwich like old Scooby and Shaggy. I mean, that's those were some <laughs> big league sandwiches. What do you say we all, me, you, Peyton, everybody, let's let's get this thing done. After this is done, we're getting in the Mr. Machine. We're eating some serious sandwiches. Serious sandwiches. Let's 2005. Do it. 2005. That was yeah. I know I'd had that for, for quite a while. Um, Thank you, thank you, Mama, for for remembering that for wow. me. One uh, time, one time, Dan and I agree on stuff. Scooby Doo and DGM. Look, I'm surprised that you and Logan agreed on the uh, on the Corey LaJoy 32. Oh, yeah. So you know, blind squirrel brother finds a nut every now and again. Logan and I rarely agree, but Corey LaJoy is an intersecting point of our interest. Any it man is. that puts his face on a car and can throw a football like that, oh yeah, yeah. winner. It's absolutely no question about it. Is this Halloween or is this like April Fool's Day? Because like you guys, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you guys, you guys agreeing on anything is just is a very just give it time, just give it time. Yeah, give it like I, I, yes. five minutes. Like we'll five, yeah, yeah, yeah minutes. We'll, we'll give it a few minutes there. Um, well, everybody, let us know down in the comments what your favorite uh, Halloween paint schemes are. I always love that. You know, kind of the end of the season where uh, is around Halloween, we get these cool paint schemes. Uh, I don't like uh, that we don't get any. I mean, I love that the drivers get the off season around the holidays, but I wish we could get some more Christmas paint schemes because I think that teams could go all out with that. Um, we've had a few uh, in the past, but Brad K did it best recently. Those ugly sweater Miller Lite cars. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. You know, I, feel I like want the too- I want the 2019 one, um, because I'm not a fan of those Ford Fusion bodies. But okay. if if anybody wants to buy me anything for Christmas or or send it my way, if you'd like to comment my DMs, any any sort of social media you'd like to use, 
or you can ask Justin for my personal phone number. Oh. Uh, you can send me that Brad Keselowski car. Uh, I'm not a Brad fan, but I am a fan of ugly Christmas sweaters. You know, one of these days, Zach, this show is going to get big. And and when that day comes, we're, people are going to come back to this episode and they're going to start DMing <laughs> me for your phone number. They're not even going to be they're, they're, not even, they're not even going to be asking for mine. It's they're going to be looking for yours. Yeah, just Brian. Give, just give it time, Ryan. I promise. <laughs> I'm still in here. Just give it time. Even even our audience knows how how fired up these two can get. So it, it's very entertaining. But uh, thank you all for sharing your spooky schemes with us. Again, uh, for those of you watching, let us know down in the comments your favorite schemes. Uh, but before we get uh, before we get into our debate segment for the night, we do have a few feel goods to get through. So Peyton, if you'll pop up a feel goods for us, nice. Oh, look at that four fresh ones. <laughs> we love four fresh feel goods, and and we've got uh, one really big feel good story uh, that I want to get through. So we're going to read through these news stories pretty quick because we've got some other stuff to get through, but. Uh, First and foremost, Alex Bowman is returning to the car at Phoenix at his home track. Um, he's going to be there for the final race for Greg Ives, his crew chief. Um, so that'll be really cool. It's really good. Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch uh, were actually at Martinsville this past weekend. Uh, Alex Bowman is going to be returning at his hometown track uh, for the final race of the season. Uh so that right there is probably the best feel good we could get. Uh, it's always great to see a driver returning from injury. Um, so it's really cool to see Alex Bowman come back at Phoenix. A uh, little bit of truck series news. Uh, David Gilliland racing is uh, rebranding uh, as Tricon garage uh, as a part of uh, their rebrand to Toyota. They're going swapping back uh, to Toyota uh Corey heim tanner gray and taylor gray all three are going to be driving full-time uh taylor gray is going to miss a few uh before he turns 18 but they will all be running for championship for tricon and they will be running a fourth full-time entry as a uh kind of a filler seat part-time it's going to be a full-time truck but part-time drivers um so really cool to see that they had a really big announcement. Like it, it was one of the bigger truck series announcements I've ever seen. Um, so really cool for them to get through that. Uh, SHR is, uh, has lost its appeal for the, for the Cole Custer uh, incident. Uh, they had appealed after the Charlotte Roble. Uh, they did lose that appeal. Um, there are no repave plans for North Wilkesboro uh, for the all-star race in 2023, as well as a truck series points race in 2023. They are not planning to repave that. Uh, we talked last week how they were had $14 million uh, approved for the renovations. Uh, and finally, for our last little piece of feel goods, uh, Austin Hill is going to run six races next season in the, uh, and the number 62 for Beard Motorsports. Uh, that was Noah Gregson's seat uh, somewhat for this season, but with Gregson going to Petty GMS full-time, Austin Hill's going to drive the 62, starting at the Daytona 500. So cool for Austin Hill to get some cut time. Well, lady, gentlemen, we've made it. 
it's like I said last week. It, it's like if you've ever gone to Disney World and you're and you ride Splash Mountain, you're like you're you're climbing up and and we're just getting ready to to dive right into it. Um, we've got a wonderful debate segment here uh, for you guys uh, and Taylor. Just to give you a little bit of a bit of an idea here, uh, you you're going to help me judge this competition as our special guest. Uh, okay. I'm going to give Logan and Zach a, uh, a debate topic here. And I always worry that they're going to agree, but it, we've never gotten to a point where they've actually agreed on anything. So, all right. So, uh, we're going to decide uh, for our audience, we're hearing this for the, we're hearing this debate for the first time. Um, and we're going to decide who we think is going to be a winner. So, with that being said, Peyton, it is time for us to get scuffed up. There we go. So our debate, uh, we talked about it a little bit. We kind of brushed up against it. Um, Zach, Logan, this is this is what I'm going to propose to you guys. We all saw Ross Chastain's move. We all have differing opinions on it. Um, Damn right my, we do. <laughs> my, my, whether you agree with the move or not, and, and I guess this is going to go into that a little bit, but my question to you guys is, despite what Ross Chastain did, should NASCAR develop a new rule necessarily to, um, to prohibit those types of moves in the future? Um, and that's going to be our debate segment tonight. Should NASCAR allow it? to continue or should they develop some sort of a role to, to police it in the future? And with that, um, Taylor, you and I are going to come off screen and we're going to let these guys go at it. Uh, here's our scoreboard. Zach's up three to two oh, on nice. these debates. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so we will see you guys in a few minutes and we're going to let you guys have the floor. Zach, I'm going to start with you since you're the defending debate winner here. Logan, hey buddy, how are you? Guys, how are you, hey. my friend? Listen, oh, folks, hey, let's let's do this then. Listen, uh, there is a reason why this was called a video game move, and it's because it's result, it's only uh, gonna work and should only be reserved for the virtual world, my friends. This in the future, this this needs to be outlawed within the sport. This is opening a can of worms in a Pandora's box that NASCAR cannot let itself get into and it, and it can be a really black and white rule it is as simple as if you use the wall to advance your position it is it is a penalty it is the exact same thing as the double yellow line rule which i understand is not everybody's favorite rule but i ask you this i ask you this fellow listeners um what happens if we see this next week at phoenix and it crowns a champion is this is this really the thing that we want? And, and, and to the people that love this move, which I don't, but if you love it and you love Ross Chastain for doing it, and if you especially hate Denny Hamlin or hate myself and love that Ross Chastain did it to Denny Hamlin and I, then I suggest you join me in this movement to save the specialness of that moment. Um, this is all fun and games until it happens every time we go to Martinsville for a cutoff race, until every time we go to Phoenix. I imagine most flat ovals 
this would work at. Um, it could work possibly at New Hampshire. It could work at Gateway, possibly Richmond. Uh, obviously Phoenix. I mean, any any track where the start finish line is a close to the exit of turn four or b a flat oval where you can carry momentum like that uh, is going to be a problem. But I, I scoot over the most narrowest of room to give Logan a chance. I greatly appreciate you giving me the floor. My God, don't look gorgeous. Anywho, no, they shouldn't make a rule. Come on. Is that, why do we need a rule every time something something cool happens? Let's just look at it. It got mainstream press, mainstream attention. And let's be honest, NASCAR would be hypocrites if they made a rule because let's not we're not one thing we're not factoring enough here is this is what NASCAR wants. We talk, we we crave game seven moments. You want people to, to have the testicular fortitude and gumption to literally give everything you got short of life and limb to make the championship four. And Ross Chastain did that. And the drivers that are pissed off about it are just mad they never took the chance. Now, as far as this becoming some sort of regular trend, I don't think that will be the case. I think it's possible in cutoff races that it could become the case, and that's where it's necessary to do it. But the reality is most guys and most teams aren't going to green light Hey, I want you to go ahead and just completely muck up this car if it comes to it. Most teams aren't going to do that. Frankly, Trackhouse is one of the few of their kind of trophy hunting. At the end of the day, they don't they don't care about uh, you know what kind of money money we might lose if we got to repair the car and things like that. At the end of the day, this is the whole system is you do everything you can do to get into the championship four. There's no rule against it. There shouldn't be a rule against it. The reality is he outsmarted everybody and it provided us one of the greatest moments in nascar history next year is the 75th anniversary of nascar looking forward to seeing all the richard petty tributes that are going to come and we've we've got a moment here that we're going to talk about the next 75 years why would we want to cheapen that with some sort of rule everybody thinks that dale is great for the pass in the grass or he's hanging out and he's he's you know he's wiping off the windshield or everything like why would we want to cheapen that with a rule this whole sport is about pushing it to the limit. And this whole system is about pushing it to the limit to do anything you can to get to the Final Four. We saw Kevin Harvick do everything he could to wreck Kyle Busch a few years ago. That's the way this system is. So either change the system or let this thing go. You can't have both. You can't have both. You can't tell me, you can't tell drivers, here's the cake, don't touch it. No, you have created this. This is on NASCAR. If it's a quote-unquote bad thing, and it's not, you want to know why? It's gotten the mainstream talking. And, and NASCAR needs more press. So NASCAR created this system where you do everything you can to get to the championship four. And then once someone does everything they can that isn't illegal, we got to make a rule. I mean, you talk about pouting. Well, I fig- well, he figured it out, so the rest of us can't have it. That's just ridiculous. No, it, in the in this case, if you if the if the whole goal is to give it everything you got to go to the championship, give it everything you got and bust your ass. That's the name of this sport. That's what the championship means, and we all should respect the gumption and testicular the fortitude, whether we like Ross Chastain or don't. That he thought of it and said, "How many points you out? About two. I'm going to find a way to get it." That is incredible. We're going to talk about it for the next several decades. We don't need a rule to cheapen the moment. Either change the system or leave it alone. And I prefer that we leave it alone because if you make a rule that says you can't do this, 
then stop telling me you want game seven moments because you just got the greatest game seven moment you could ever get. And then you want to make a rule? Hypocrisy, thy name would be NASCAR. I yield to you, sir. Logan, I was the one on the show last week talking about the sport naturally will have, you know, game seven moments. Ryan, you are right. You are right. Joey Logano, Ryan's favorite, Joey Logano, made the point. He is one inch away from the 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 gate being a problem, and and uh, yeah, sure, it's the closest thing. And and I, quite frankly, you know, this is a great one time thing. It was a great jaw dropping moment. But when we sit five years from now, and this is the 18th time we've seen it, is it going to hit the same? No, no, it's not. They never do. They never do. Well, sure. It'll never hit the same. It'll never hit the same. And it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Just like everything else about the playoffs is a gimmick. And, you know, if NASCAR doesn't want to regulate these sort of things, then this is the day that NASCAR has officially turned from sport to entertainment. Every sport is entertainment. No, no. Yes. No. The other sports, this is where, this is the the moment where. Tell me the last time the NFL made a rule to help out the defense. It hasn't happened in decades. No, but this is about the integrity of the sport. This is this is this is where you start losing integrity. Oh, Logan, Logan, anybody could have done it. Anybody could have driven headfirst into that wall. Sure. This is not this does not take talent. Hold this on. does not take anything other than, you know, a few uh, uh, one blind faith, one bit of blind faith and and kudos to Ross for having it. Yeah. And you know, whatever. And you may say that myself and Kyle Larson, the defending champion of the sport, might I remind you or sour grapes about it, but Larson said it best. If this continues, it's embarrassing, and and, and it is got, it is got, a health issue to the sport. It is a health issue to the sport. Tried to do it himself, yes, it's embarrassing, but I would also do it. That makes a whole lot of sense. He condemned himself for doing it in the post race. He said it was embarrassing when he did it. But and when it's Bush it's comes it's to shove, he would do it again because you do everything you can for the championship. No, the guy, Dan, the, the integrity is not in what to do to make it to the next round of the playoffs. The integrity. Is in the crowning of the champion, but it has, but it doesn't hurt the integrity because only the only person that Ross Chastain took a chance on hurting was himself. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick, and it's a joke. But the only, but integrity would be if I'm involving, uh, if I'm involving other people, which is why I'm very much against the people that say, "Well, don't pass him," and teams that and teams that mess with the field. Oh my goodness! Because the only person Ross Chastain wrecked was himself. He literally didn't affect another car. Okay, but once again, this is this is this is an aha moment. This is a wow moment for the one time. I'm telling you, when you see it the second, third, fourth, fifth, one hundredth, two hundredth time, it's not. It's it's just it loses its luster. If you no, Logan, the way you preserve the moment is by simply allowing it to be a one time thing. No, that's not how. That is how you do it. It's going to be preserved no matter what. Just like just like Bubba's shove, it's going to be in NASCAR's NBC video package next week. Yeah, it should be in the video package. It should be in a selling point for NASCAR. But the idea, the idea is this. Hold on. Uh, What would your tape be if you? Then I would feel differently because then he then he would have affected the race horribly. But if you're only going a mere inches away from wrecking Brad Keselowski, from wrecking Denny Hamlin. God knows who else if he comes off the corner differently. Yeah, if, 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 if one day, one, listen, listen, Ross Chastain's move worked because he has just enough talent and just enough, whatever you want to call it, stones, 
carelessness, testicular you know, fortitude, testicular fortitude without fear, brain damage, whatever, you know, whatever you think he think, whatever you think, I think he races with no consequences. That's why I think Ross Chastain races. And there this is evidence man, of that. There was once a man named Dale Earnhardt Sr. who would literally probably have done the same thing, and he is godlike in this sport. Uh, Dale didn't do it, though. You said would have, but he never did. Well, the pass Dale the had plenty of opportunities to do the, it. The pass in the grass is not exactly the cleanest move. I just meant to rattle his cage is not the cleanest move. Giving Kurt Busch the finger on his fateful final day is not the cleanest move. But yet Dale Sr. is godlike. Yeah, right. It is a last ditch effort. But if this continues to happen, if this happens next, if this happens this weekend in Phoenix, how are you going to feel about it? I'm going to say that. Oh, it's all great because you won the championship. All right. Fine. Fine. If this is the direction the sport wants to go and you want the sport to go, that's fine. Everybody runs the wall. Nobody used the rest of the track. We might as well go ahead and make it one groove on the wall. See who can slingshot around the fastest. We'll just run one lane every week. That's fine. First of That's all, fine. Let's, let's go ahead and be more like F1 where we can't pass anybody. Fantastic. First of all, let's not play bad journalism here. Don't take me out of context. I said NASCAR needs to pick one. If the system is going to be this way, then you better not create a rule that, that condemns the, the thing you want that has gotten your sport more press than, than, than probably the Bubba Wallace debacle in Talladega. Pick one. Either they get this kind of press because they want game seven moments or they make a rule. That's that you can't have both. If we're going to make a rule condemning one of the coolest moments in the 75 years of this sport, then go back to the old system. You can't have no both. you're not condemning, you're not condemning it, Logan. You're preventing it. You're preventing creating it. the sanctity of the moment. Of the sanctity of the moment. The only that's like people saying, Well, don't go play quarterback because you might get hurt. That means you might no. get hurt. No, Logan. This is like, no, no. This is like putting it in the museum. This is like putting it in the Hall of Fame, Logan. This is like if you sit here and create rules to where everybody does it. The reason why the pass in the grass is special is because nobody else could do it. Other people have tried, and they couldn't pass in the grass. Not everybody else can pass on the wall, okay? And that's fine. Let's let's separate the men from the boys when this system calls for it. Because if you think people are going to have the gall to do it all year long, Sorry, owners are too cheap and too tight to be green lighting that. They'll be crashing sure. down unless it comes to this situation. Dan, you're wrong. It was not the most exciting finish to a race this season. I don't even there know were plenty of great races throughout this season that had great finishes. The 500 was great this year. The Coke 600 had a fantastic finish. I mean, quite frankly, there are several other races. I thought the Bristol Night Race had a good finish. The Dirt Race at Bristol had a good finish, even though I don't like it. This race was saved by this move because you talked. No, about, this race was not. This race was fine without oh, that race, moment. This race was a great cure for insomnia. You're out of your skull piece. <laughs> this race was fine. All right, you guys have. We want, have, we want greatness. <laughs> greatness. <laughs> this okay. has been. I, I told you, Taylor, before the show. If you thought Zach and I were uh, were entertaining. <laughs> Just put these two together, and it, it's a uh, it's a very interesting. Uh... There you go, Ryan. There you go. It's the victim of the crime. It's the victim of the crime. Oh, Zach. Listen, Denny Hamlin uh, is the only driver in the world besides Kyle Busch that gets booed in his home state. He gets Denny Hamlin gets absolutely robbed of a playoff spot, and the fans are openly booing him. 
Brian is correct. If this is Chase Elliott, if this is a driver, if this is I'm not saying it wasn't an exciting finish, but it does it is not the best finish of this season. There are plenty of other finishes with a little more class. Zach, you're digging yourself a hole that you can't get out of. I'm finding the hole. <laughs> well, we have uh, we uh, one thing I, I'm I'm enjoying is actually there's a bit of a a, a split decision amongst the comment section as well. Uh, in, in this, Ryan seems to be uh, be on. Yes, he on was robbed, Dan. He was <laughs> robbed. What role was Brian? Yeah, he probably does. He probably what gets booed by his own children. What? what, what oh that's correct, God. Ryan. <laughs> so, Zach, uh, I or. Uh, Zach Logan, you both made uh, some pretty good points. I I, I saw both sides to, of of your arguments, but uh, Taylor, I, I want your opinions on this, and you're ultimately going to going to pick our debate winner here. Uh, so, what what say you about this debate? Okay, so I mentioned earlier that I probably want to make a rule on this. When Zach started talking, Zach, I was on your side, and then you kept talking, and then you dug yourself a hole. And the, the part of the whole that I was like, okay, this is where I flip sides and probably go to Logan's side here is you talked about the most exciting exciting finishes this season. Bristol Dirt involved a wreck, trying someone going for a win. Kyle Busch gets the win after Briscoe and Reddick take each other out. Daytona 500, there was a wreck at the end of that. Cindric wins. Uh, 600, the Coca-Cola 600 came into overtime, into overtime wrecks. I was there at that race. It was a fantastic race. Um, ended with some wrecks. And that was an exciting race, you said. I know that doesn't necessarily mean, though, that this move is okay or that it's fair. However, it did produce excitement. I would agree with Logan in saying that that's kind of what the sport needs. And again, also with Dale Sr., I would have to say he made some moves that go down in the history books as legendary. Nobody else will do it because nobody has the gutso to do that. So I, I got to give this one to Logan, I think. I, I gotta well, about it. that. <laughs> Oh, Justin, we can keep, we can have her back every week. Great, <laughs> great move. I, I was on board you. with you, Zach, for a little bit. Uh, uh, I mean, I I stand by my argument. I mean, I didn't say it wasn't an exciting race. It was exciting, and it left a shock. And in the one-time moment, it is a good thing for the sport, okay? In this singular moment, it is but good. I do agree with you. If it happens at Phoenix and continues to happen, then we have to look back at it and be like, mm, maybe not. But for now, in this moment, we haven't reached that yeah. point. Right, and that was my argument: is if it happens again, you know, or if, if this happens every year, then it becomes a problem. Then change the system because you can't preach game seven, and then we don't like that you did all. It's you valid. Make a rule. That's valid. I, I think as as I was watching this debate, and and Logan, congratulations, you have our our guest uh, our guest as oh, on yeah. your side. Oh yeah, I'm gonna oh and, I'm gonna uh, pop my fluff right here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw I, I saw both sides of the argument. I want to say that I, I think you have to in this scenario you have to deviate the difference between like I, I, Ryan to your point. Are we I really going to say are, 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 okay? Are we going to say that okay? Let's be honest here. Do we really think Ross Chastain would have made the move if there was somebody else up there? There was no one up there. Chastain no. knew that. He knew that there was nobody up there. He knew that the only person. He was potentially endangering was himself. No, no, no I Justin. Think, I think, I think, I think if, if I think if Brad Keselowski himself. blocks this move at the line, or if or if Denny Hamlin is able to right, if he's not underneath Brad Keselowski and Denny Hamlin blocks this move at the line, and then you know we're get we're talking about drivers getting rear-ended at 
130, 120 miles per hour. You know, and we saw the, the you know the crying that Eric Jones did after Ty Gibbs hit, hit him under caution at Texas. So you know, this is a valid safety concern, and I understand it's ifs and <laughs> ifs and everything. But if there's things we're going to take away from the 2022 season, it's that safety is still important mm. and safety has regressed. So therefore, in this argument, safety is a valid point. Look, you can go back through every episode we've had so far. I have never gone against the side of safety. However, Ross Chastain knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He knew what he had. He knew the risk. He knew what he was doing. The only person he was endangering in that, and you can throw out the if, if you want, but I think that's a poor argument to throw out an if. I think having this is, Chastain is a Cup Series driver, Yes, he's aggressive. Yes, he's going to leave it all out on the line. But he's not, in my opinion, he's not in the Cup Series by being completely stupid. He knew what he was doing. And he knew that the risk was only going to be for himself. And it was one of those that I don't even think he knew if it was going to work. I think he, you know, it was one of those, this is the last chance we got. You know, and you're going and in the moment, you know, you have to deviate between the driver and the sport because, you know, you can talk about what's good for the sport. But Ross Chastain was thinking about what's good for the driver. What's good for this one team? How do we get this one team into the championship? And I I think, you know, he saw an opening. It was wide open at the top and he saw his chance and he went for it. So, um, you know, safety is always a valid concern. I'm never going to say safety is not a valid concern, but I think in this instance, you know, Ross knew what he was doing and he knew the risk. So with that, you know, uh, congratulations, yeah. Logan. Uh, a Halloween special uh, debate win. And uh, with that, we're going to uh, get into our next uh segment we're getting ready to preview for the for the championship um we're getting ready to go into our final race of the season i don't know about you guys but uh, it's always a bittersweet moment because i i love seeing a champion get crowned but i always hate that the season's coming to an end um but nonetheless before we get into that uh our team statistician uh mike dafter has brought back an old segment from the past and uh, he's broken down uh, the stats and kind of given his potential favorite for this championship going forward. So uh, he made us a little video clip. And Peyton, if you don't mind playing it for us, we're going to have us a, a little segment of DAF stats. Good evening, folks. Mike Daphner here for Running on Scuffs to bring you an edition of Daft Stats. So heading into the championship four, we saw an incredible move by Ross Chastain to get into the final four. And I just wanted to take a look at their stats at Phoenix for a second. And to be honest with you, when it comes to this track, I feel like we got to go with Chase Elliott to win the championship. I mean, he has the highest average starting position and highest average finish of any of the drivers at Phoenix. He's got an average start of 5.6 and an average finish of 10.7. 
And in 13 career races, he's only finished outside the top 10 five times. He's also led the most laps on the season, and he has 165 laps led more than Ross Chastain, who's second. Can't discount Ross Chastain for the possibility of after seeing what he just pulled at Martinsville. But, yeah, Chase Elliott's my pick to win the championship based on the numbers. And the numbers are how he does it. He's going with uh, with Chase Elliott to win the championship. Um, it's hard to dispute. He's the he was the first driver to win a championship at Phoenix, uh, and he could potentially uh, repeat or go not back to back, but two for three. Um. So with that being said, we have three championships to crown this weekend. Um, and we're going to give our picks for those right now uh, with our race preview. Peyton, if you'll hit us with a race preview. Thank you. This is it. Ladies and gentlemen, it all comes down to this. We've watched a full season of racing. It's been controversial. It's been exciting. It's been crazy. But it all comes down to this. We have a Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and a Cup Series champion to crown and I'm going to put all of you on the spot because I'm going to make you give me your picks right now for the championship. Taylor, you're our special guest, so I'm going to start with you. Give us a give us your championship picks for this weekend. So all three all at once, correct? Yeah, all three. Just oh, gosh. what all you. If you want to explain them a little bit, you can. Uh, just so Zach doesn't come at you with telling you why you're wrong. I feel like call it the Zach, by the way, man, but. Um, <laughs> I feel as if we have to expect the unexpected, uh, hence a little bit of last year. Um, but I got to say for truck, I'm from Ohio. Someone from Thor Sport would be kind of cool to have win. Um, though, however, I'm probably going to go with Chandler Smith for truck. I just, it's just a feeling, just a feeling I have. I cannot explain it. Um, for Xfinity, um, Noah Gregson is the easy favorite, right? I would love to see him get a championship. Uh, so I'm going to stick with him. Uh, and then for cup, that's where it gets tricky. Denny Hamlin, Zach, he was my championship pick. Um, however, um, I'm going to go with, gosh, I was looking over the stats. I feel like I'm going to have to go with Logano on this one. I don't know why. I just, it, it's an even number year, 22 and 22. I feel like it would happen. Elliot had a great stage one and stage two at Phoenix in the spring. However, he finished 11th. Um, Logano had like a pretty solid day, finished eighth. It was okay. Um, in the spring, Chastain finished second. However, he didn't have the best start to the day. Bell, horrible at Phoenix in the spring. I would love to see him win a championship, but after what happened in the spring, I'm not sure if that's possible, but I just, I'm going to go with Logano. Just going to do it. 22 and 22. Great picks right there. Logan, you won our, our debate for the night. So I'm going to let you, uh, you follow that up. You think you're ready for it? Sure, I think great picks are a lot like beauty. It's eye of the beholder, and I'm not seeing it in that in that in those picks. But that's okay. It's all right. You're entitled to it. Um, uh, look for for the trucks. Momentum is king. I told that to Zach a few weeks ago, so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Ty Majeski is going to get it mm -hmm. done. Momentum is king, and obviously he's getting hot at the right time. Like we talked about the NCAA tournament, right? Get hot at the right time. You never know what happens. He's going to win it all. When it comes to the Xfinity Series, look, I think there's going to be a big old bunch of puke in that in that mm -hmm. beautiful trophy. Noah Gregson's going to get it done, and then you know he's going to puke in the trophy this year, and then he's going to puke in the King's Hat next year. It's going to be a great, 
side-by-side photo here on Run Loud Scuff next year. And then, boy, don't overthink it when it comes to the big boys on Sunday. He's Clutch Clyde, old, old William Clyde himself, most popular driver, the greatest driver walking God's earth, according to Zach Bell. I'm talking about Chase Elliott, of course. He's going to surpass his his dear old daddy, and he's going to get championship number two. The reality is his numbers at Phoenix have always been incredible. He's got something figured out. Uh, we all know that Mr. H knows how to bring it when it comes time for, for a championship case, and William Byron is no longer in this opportunity. So you know what we can do? We can put all the eggs in the golden boy basket, and so I think he'll get it done. So those are my three. I'll take Ty, Noah, and old clutch William Clyde himself, Chase Elliott, going to get it done for number two. Ryan didn't seem to be too happy about that pick, uh, Logan, but, you know. He, oh, you know I don't Ryan. wake up caring what he thinks. That's all right, Ryan. I love you anyway. <laughs> Zach, what say you? We've got three championships to, to hand out this weekend. Who's going to take them home? I I have been singing the praises of Chandler Smith quite recently on this podcast. Uh, it has, Logan likes to call it momentum. I like to look at relevant statistics. Um, fantastic at Richmond this year. Fantastic at Indy. Other things are relevant if you try hard uh, enough. <laughs> I, I am rocking with Chandler Smith. He's the defending winner of this race in the truck series. Um, going into the Xfinity series, I have been laying the foundation for this pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Admittedly, I did not know who exactly was going to steal my heart. However, uh, I talked about last week. The trend shown in the Xfinity Series, the dominant driver does not walk away with the championship. Go ask Chase Briscoe in 2020. Go ask Austin Sendrick in 2021. Um, and I leave you this. Ryan said it. I'm, take, I'm taking Josh Berry. It's a feel-good story, but this Phoenix is relatively a short track. Fact. Um, Dale Jr. has put all of his eggs in this guy's basket. I trust Dale, and you know, Ray Sell praised Dale. Um, so I'm taking Josh Berry to do it. And and Logan, I, I do believe in some momentum. Uh, and you're talking about Clutch Klein, Logan, the guy who's won his way into the next round, the last two rounds. Are you kidding me? Nobody is more clutch than Christopher Bell right now. I like your picks. Ice in his veins fueled by all of the angst of his, you know, aged Toyota teammates. You know, maybe maybe this weekend uh, was a passing of the torch from uh, one Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin to young Christopher, hopefully not to Ty Gibbs. But I, I leave you with Christopher Bell as my pick. I know he I know he struggled there in the spring, but you know what other track he struggled in the spring? Martinsville, folks. He struggled Valid. at Martinsville. And you know what he just did? He just won Martinsville. He has a wonderful crew chief in Adam Stevens, two-time champion with Kyle Busch, uh, 20. I'm I'm putting my money where my mouth was at the beginning of this podcast way back in September when Bell, made, when Bell was going to make the championship for – he didn't get there the way I thought he would, but he's there nonetheless – Valid picks from all three of you. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, have to deliver some of my own uh, for the truck series. Zach, I appreciate your, your pick of Chandler Smith. I like Chandler Smith. Uh, he's been growing on me, um, but you talk about the defending race winner. What about the defending champion of the truck series? I'm going to have to go with Ben Rhodes as the truck series pick. You think you, that party was so crazy after he won the first Mama Jamba? 
what about the second one? I know I totally botched that uh, <laughs> as far as that, that saying goes. Uh, um, but yeah, he, he won the first one. Can you imagine the party after he wins his second one? Two in a <laughs> row. Let's, let's get the party going for Ben Rhodes. Uh, so I'm going to pick him for the Truck Series Championship. For the Xfinity Series Championship, talk about feel-good stories. I like Josh Berry, but I'm going to have to go with the guy who's finally going to get a championship. I thought with them moving the, the championship race to Phoenix, he was going to get it a few years ago. But I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier. He finally gets a championship in the Xfinity Series at a track that he's performed at so well in the past. I'm going to go with Allgaier to get it done in Xfinity and Cup. I called it in the playoff prediction show. The first show we did, I called it, and he's made it to the Final Four. I'm going to have to agree with you, Taylor. Joey Logano gets it done. He gets his second championship, 22-22. and 22. Let's go. He started with a win at the Clash, and I think he's going to finish the season out with a championship in Phoenix. So with that being said, <laughs> Tennessee boy Josh Berry for Xfinity. Zach, you got some love from Mama Sarah right. for Xfinity. That's uh, right. Ryan, I know you're talking about Josh Berry and not Joey Logano. <laughs> and that's okay. I love Josh Berry. I would I'd love to see him get a win. It would be a feel-good story. I but mm-hmm. I, I just think uh Justin Allgaier finally gets it done for Xfinity. Listen, if Tennessee beats Georgia on Saturday then we know Josh Berry's winning the championship. The last time Tennessee beat a top five team in the country, it was Alabama. NASCAR was in Las Vegas. Josh Berry won. This is the this is the stars are aligning here. When the Vols win, Josh Berry you. wins. My Daphne is at you with a with a weird Daph stat right there. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh <laughs> Mama's going against against uh, against me here. She's going for Josh Berry, but you know, I you know I'd love Josh Berry, but I, I think uh, Justin Allgaier is going to going to get the win. But hey, we're gonna find out this weekend. Be sure to tune in to all the championship races. I'm gonna have have to have some uh, double TV screens Saturday with that Tennessee Georgia game going on. Uh, it's gonna be an entertaining weekend for for sports. Um, with that, we're going to wrap up our show here. Uh, as always, thank you to everybody for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Follow our page on Facebook and Twitter, uh, and be sure to uh, to follow us. Be sure to check out Taylor uh, and her show above the yellow line on tobychristie.com, as well as their YouTube page. Uh, she posts great content, and she's got a great team over there, so we appreciate her being on. And uh, we're going to... We're going to have another great show uh, wrapping up these championship reviews after this. We've got some more picks coming in. Chandler Smith, Josh Berry, and Ross Chastain from Suzanne. Very good picks. So we're going to see what unfolds uh, this weekend. Taylor, we appreciate you being on the show. We hope to have you on again very soon. Uh, Hopefully we haven't completely scared you off with. No, it was such a good time. It's been such a long time since uh, Justin, Zach, and I have talked. And it was nice to meet you, Logan, and the whole team here. So thanks for having me. And I hope I'm back. So thank you, guys. Thank you all for the love and support. We appreciate all of you for tuning in and watching. Uh, And we hope to continue these great shows for a long time. Uh, We don't ever get tired of these. So uh, 
Peyton, if you'll come back up, we'll get your your final thoughts and we'll we'll get everybody uh, situated. Peyton, what are your thoughts for this championship weekend? I told you guys in our first episode that Ross Chastain was going to win it all. And you guys laughed at me and said that he wouldn't even make it to the Final Four. It's true. And here we are. So when he wins on Sunday, I get a prize or something. I do, be- prize. I do believe with the four of us that are that are normally on the show, I do believe that means that all four of us have picked four different drivers to win the Cup Championship. Mm. So one of us is going to be walking away happy with with our picks the other one not the other three not so much well for what uh, it's worth i tend to find out that the peyton is right uh, a little later on she just usually is is why she's my better half so uh maybe she is right this time because she usually is she <laughs> logan, logan why don't you uh why don't you hit us with some uh some final thoughts here well you know it's uh, great to have taylor on the show thank you for coming on hopefully i didn't thank scare you. you too terribly uh, it's it's just a damn shame we're coming to, down the stretch. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do through the holiday season. If it was up to me, NASCAR would be around 52 weeks a year, and I'm not the only guy that feels that way. Richard Petty doesn't have much to do nowadays. He would like to do that 52 weeks a year. But uh, all can aside, it's been a great season. I love doing this show. Zach, I love proving you wrong each and every week. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that you're such a good sport about it. And I look daggum ridiculous, but still handsome. And so thank you all for watching. Thank you all for commenting. Even you, Ryan, whom I loathe and love, depending on the day and hour and moment. So thank you all for watching. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. I love you all, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. I'm out of here. Well, Zach, with uh, with that, you've got some final comments, and you've got to hit us with a signature sign-off. Yeah. Uh, first of all, of course, thank you, Taylor. Um, we have been trading shows you know, way back in the early days for both of us. So uh, quite a nice reunion. You know, maybe one of us can jump on yours at some point. Absolutely. Um, and uh, watch out for your local Ross Chastain impersonators. It is Halloween, folks. If you have walls anywhere near your neighborhood <laughs> or your house, there is construction going on outside my neighborhood. So there is a massive wall, actually, about a one-minute drive from my house. So I do live in perpetual fear that any other NASCAR fans in the near distance uh, will be driving around with watermelons and uh, driving by my house um, to give me one more scare like Ross did this weekend. Um, but, of course, as per usual, shout out to my family, my parents, this weekend especially, comforting me through Denny Hamlin and I's ultimate loss this weekend. Um, of course, they mean the world. And, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody for watching and listening. Have a wonderful and safe Halloween, however you choose to celebrate your Halloween. And, uh, yeah, that's that's all I have this week. Absolutely. Thank you, Zach. Uh, Taylor, do you have any have any uh, final comments for us? Oh, gosh, just thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Again, like I said, uh, it's been a while since Justin, Zach and I have talked for Peyton and Logan. It was very nice to meet you both. Thank you for inviting me on to your show. Uh, I'm all over social media at underscore Taylor Kitchen underscore on Twitter. Uh, Toby Christie Every social media platform, I am there. So if you want to find me, I'm there. But again, it was such a lovely time being on here, listening to the, the debates and everything. So thank you all so much. And everyone, enjoy your championship week. And it's going to be it's going to be exciting and I'm sure a little controversial as well. 
Well, we appreciate you being on the show tonight, and we hope to do it again very soon. Everybody, happy Halloween, uh, and we appreciate you all for spending part of your Halloween with us, and we appreciate you guys for, for tuning in to Running on Scuffs, and we will see you guys in the next episode for the Championship Review. See you guys. Thank <laughs> you.